Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Okay, let's get it started. Uh, a couple minutes late here. Had uh, some technical issues with the uh, recording fort. Uh, wait for a couple people to show up. All oh, right, I haven't tweeted the link. Should do that before we get started. Okay. Okay, post game now. Everyone's probably tuned into football, but we will do what we do regardless. All right, we got some people showing up, so we will uh, let's get it going. Where is got my box score? Got my box score. Excellent. All right, fifty people. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game show. My name is Bill Matt, I'm your director of fun and games for the afternoon. Man, matinee hockey, huh? <laughs> Not a, I wouldn't call this the Flyers' uh, best effort of the season, but hey, second half of back-to-backs, coming off of a win yesterday, get the, get the two points, I'll take it absolutely 100% of the time. Michael Neuvert gets back in there, uh, gets the W. Uh, you know that's always good to see. Uh, there are two Michael Neuverts. There's a there's a there's a pretty decent Michael Neuvert, and there's a really bad Michael Neuvert. And uh, wasn't tested a ton today, I wouldn't say, but uh, looked sharp. Looked sharp when they needed him. Uh, what was his final line on the day? Uh, where'd you go? Neuvert stopped thirty of thirty one. Uh, played all 60 minutes, so nice day, nice day there for Neuvert. Always good to see uh, when he gets going. Loving Travis Konechny on this top line right now. Um, the neutral zone aggressive and effective Travis Konechny is uh, is one I can really get behind. He uh, his skill set matches closest to. Um, to what that line was getting out of Voracek when it was clicking as a, uh, you know, as a super line. So, um, where the hell was I? I got distracted by all the faces at the bottom of the screen. Uh, yeah, when uh, Voracek was on the top line and it was really going as a, uh, as a super line, Konechny kind of brings the, uh, Konechny kind of brings the closest thing to that. Um, love seeing Couturier. Uh, continue to rack up the goals. It is a lot of fun uh, when he's going. Um, they used behind the net today. They they made some plays from behind the net. Couturier's uh, power play goal, direct result of uh, Giroux's behind the net pass, back to front, boom, right in there. Goalie has to turn around, defense is out of position. It just makes sense to make more plays from behind the net. Glad they utilized it today. It is something that I've been harping on all season because it seems like such a simple thing, such a simple thing to uh, be able to get your offense going. And it worked today, so that was good. All right, let's get to your stuff. I don't have a ton. It's a matinee game. I'm sure, uh, you know, that's that's the one bummer now. Flyers win three in a row. We're kind of feeling good about the team. Bye week. They're off till Saturday now. 
<laughs> they're off for five days. So, uh, you know, it's, it's good to get everyone a rest, but of course it comes as the Flyers are playing some good hockey. Like, you know, they couldn't – I mean, I guess they had a couple – they had that one four-day break at the beginning of November. But, like, they couldn't get a, a four-game break, like, you know, when they won two games in the month of November. Like, they get it now. I get it. Halfway through the season, uh, you want to get guys healthy, uh, get them ready for this uh, stretch run where they're going to be playing every other day. Makes sense to me. But, of course, it starts – Right after we win our third game in a row. All right, let's get to your stuff now. I am done. Let's see what you have to say. Uh, imagine if G and Jake actually had pure goal scores on their lines. Your thoughts, Bill? Um, Poirier is like fourth in the league in goals. So, yeah, I mean, it would be great if they had snipers. It's just, it's just not something. Yeah, I don't want to invest in guys who just score goals at this stage. I think you know, it would be awesome to have one. Uh, I'm really hoping um, Konechny develops into more of a shooter. Um, his overall aggression is great. I just need him to shoot better. Um, but it's always something you can go buy. Like when you need the scoring at the end of the year, um, when you're making a rush, you can go get that. It's the it's the dynamic playmakers that they have that are hard to just go and get. I think so. Yeah, I would absolutely. I would love one sniper on this team, just one guy who could shoot the puck and score it. Um, honestly, the closest thing they have is Gostas Bear to that. But uh, it, it, I can't imagine their numbers would be much better. Like they're having the best seasons of their career. That's. They played Buffalo. Stop it. Every game matters, man. Uh, Buffalo has wins this year. Buffalo's beaten the Flyers twice. The reason we are winning, G is having an MVP season, Coots a Selkie season. That's uh, I haven't checked the updated numbers, but I saw Charlie's numbers last, or his projections. Last. It's just simple math. It's halfway through. You just double everything. But uh, Giroux still on pace for a 100-plus point season. Uh, most he's ever had is 93, which – you know, he was a uh, he was MVP candidate that year. So, uh, yeah, he's having a great year. Uh, all, all the top players, except maybe for Simmons, and he looks like he's getting back. Um, he looks like maybe he's getting back in the form a little. Uh, he was banged up for a little bit. Uh, well, just didn't look like Simmons. But all the other uh, all the other guys that you needed big years from the uh, the core pieces are having big years. Giroux, Couturier, Voracek, Ghost. Ghost is now second in the league in uh, second in the league in scoring and points among defensemen. I believe he leads all defensemen in power play points. He's killing it right now. Provorov's having a great year uh, as expected. So you know all the core pieces are uh, are performing. Uh, Konechny's really. I feel like. Um, I feel like he's really come on lately. Uh, he has his ups and downs, but I think since he's been moved to the top line, he's been able to uh, better utilize a skill set that um, that wheel Patrick uh, wheel Patrick Simmons line seems to start. Uh, seems like it's starting to get clicking. Jordan Wheel looks like he's in a uh, more of more of just like playmaker mode. Like he looks more like the guy who played at the end of last season. Uh, than he really has since uh, the first two, three weeks of the season, really.
Bill, with Travis Konechny not on power play one, this seems to be helping line one not uh, not be gassed at the end of games. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of complaints about Konechny's power, um, just overall ice time and uh, a lot of his uh, power play time. He absolutely should be on one of the power play units. Power play one is full. Uh, if you could put six guys out there, yeah, it would be great to have Konechny, but power play one works, so you don't fix what isn't broken. Um, but it looks like he's utilizing uh, the coach, uh, Dave Hackstall, is utilizing Konechny in situations where he will be successful. He put him with two very skilled, very responsible players, and he's just kind of – it looks like he's letting him play his game more. And to Konechny's credit, he's he's contributing elsewhere. Uh, he made – there was a point in the third period where the Flyers were pinned for extended shifts, like multiple shifts in a row. And there were a couple of clears, and it looked like Konechny made the play – every single time um, a couple of breakouts, one rush and it's, he's maturing. He's coming along too. So it's just fun to see the guys who, um, who were most invested in coming along. Um, you know, we're always going to be frustrated with Yuri Laterra. Yuri Laterra made a nice pass on the Gostaspare goal on uh, to get the puck over to Lawton and then Lawton got it back to Gostaspare. Uh, Laterra made a nice pass on that play. We'll, you know, we're always going to be frustrated with him and Dale Weiss and what they do with these guys. But the guys who matter, it's fun to watch them right now. I don't know what false hope you're talking about, Andrew. We're just enjoying this one win. They won three in a row. It's, uh, you know, the good players are good. It's the rest of them. Flyers did not play that well today, but at least one improvement from the last time they played Buffalo. No, absolutely. Buffalo has played the Flyers tough, and the Flyers didn't play their best game today. But um, when you don't play your best win and go out and get two points, that's all you can do. Win is a win. They needed the two points, and they went and got them. They did their job today. Uh, sure, you want to beat them 9 nothing, you know, because it's Buffalo. You think they stink, but, you know, no one's got zero wins. Anyone can win. That's why the Flyers go out and beat St. Louis twice this year. Coots Flyers MVP hands down. Uh, he's having an awesome year. I mean, uh, Voracek and Giroux are like two and three in the league in points. So, you know, it's hard to uh, – well, I haven't even – what are they actually? Uh, two and three, that might have just been uh, – that might have just been in the division. I didn't actually see. Come on, stats. Load for me here. Forty. Okay, yeah, so they're updated. Giroux is second with 52 points. Uh, Nathan McKinnon also has 52. And Voracek has 51. He's in fourth. So, yeah, they're, uh, you know, a lot of guys having great years. But let's, where did, uh, let's see. Let's check the old goal count. Sean Lee, 20, or Sean Couturier, 23 goals behind only uh, Anders Lee, 24, Nikita Kucherov, 26, Alex Ovechkin, 26. So he is scoring at an elite pace right now, absolutely. Hopefully they can trade Laterra this week after his best game. Uh, I'd be all for it, absolutely. That's Hextall's specialty. If he has shown an ability to do one thing, it's uh, trade bad players away. So. Anything on G last collision there? Um, 
I haven't heard anything. Hey, Bill, how did you like the D-Men play? Great, uh, Ghost looking good? I really am loving Ghost on... Uh, when you get to see Ghost and Proverov both uh, basically unshackled from their, uh, from their anchor partners, it's unbelievable uh, how good of a pairing those two are. I don't know if it works in the long term for this team. Um, because you have like a, a McDonald Haig pairing and you know, you, you got Gudis and Manning out there together and it's just, your talent isn't nearly evenly distributed enough. Uh, but it's fun to be able to see how good those two could be together or just with, you know, someone, someone good, they got to get Sandheim back in there. But, uh, you know, little things at this point, it's, it's little stuff. <laughs> Like Sanheim has to play. Yeah, it's it's a bummer, but they've won three in a row. So what? Uh, you know, it's not going to kill them long term uh, to miss a couple of games. So are we a playoff team? Ah. Um, it depends on how they're playing at the end. This has been an up and down team all year, and it, this has been a team of streaks. This has been a an incredibly streaky team. It depends on what kind of streak they're on. Uh, you know, two weeks before the playoffs start, basically. If Philpola and Patrick keep struggling, would you think about adding a rental center at the trade deadline? I don't want to give anything up for a playoff run that's not going anywhere. Like, what would we be giving up for this rental center? It it doesn't. I yeah, in a in a perfect world, you could go out and do that, but this isn't a cup team. This is hardly a playoff. This is. You know, this is a 50-50 coin flip playoff team. Um, what what are you surrendering for the center who's going to make a difference here? That's my um, – I would love to see uh, – I would love to see Lawton just get more time is one way I would uh, I would fix that. And Patrick had a good game today. Patrick's been playing a lot, a lot better. He's been coming along. Uh, Philpola just looks like he's slowing down immensely. He looks – like a shell of the guy they had last year. Uh, he he just really has slowed down. God damn it. Scroll up, you son of a bitch. I don't understand why it won't let me scroll as far as I want to scroll. I am the host. I should be able to do all the scrolling I want. I can't read. Uh... Philip hasn't really. Okay, you're talking about putting Patrick at the 2C. Um, it's worth throwing Patrick up at the 2C. Not now, because that line's finally starting to click. Uh, I would like to maybe put Lawton on uh, on that on that second line. But um, the, the wheel Patrick uh, Simmons line is just starting to get going. So I would like to see what they could do with a, with a couple more games. Bill, do you notice that Yuri Letaire was not the worst player in the NHL today? I did. He made a, he made, he had the, uh, the shift that led up to the Gostas bear goal was very good. And the pass that he made on uh, to set up Lawton, to set up uh, Gostas bear to get the secondary assist was a very nice pass. Hey, Bill, Limblom is tearing it up for the Phantoms. New prediction when he'll be called up? It's surprising, um, you know, they call up Goldborn when 
you know, Limblom's on the hot streak, and they really just wanted Goldborn for you know the uh, for the whole energy aspect and to add a, a you know a fourth line guy, which is fine. It's just it seems like now is the time to call up Limblom when you're like, okay, we don't want to put Laterra out there, we don't want to put Weiss out there. Uh, Taylor Lear isn't really doing anything for us. We have a forward spot for Lindblom now. Why isn't he here? I don't know. Maybe they just want to give him a little bit more time, let him actually dominate. Sanheim benched fifth straight game. Send him back to the AHL to let him play big minutes. Press box can't be good for him at all. But I don't think it's bad for him. I mean, playing in the AHL won't teach you how to play in the NHL. Um, He's a part of a team right now. Everyone's got a role. He'll be fine. This isn't going to hurt him long-term. I am not worried about a couple of games in the press box hurting Sanheim long-term. I'll take Goldborn in the lineup every night if it means Weiss is not. I'll, I'd rather go with 11 forwards than dress Weiss, but um, they won't do that. I love I love the call-up of Goldborn. Uh, I'm glad that the team decided it needed to make itself a little bit tougher. I'm I'm totally fine with that. So while all the guys are having great scoring seasons and they still miss playoffs, what then becomes the glaring reason? Well, they haven't missed the playoffs yet. Um, one reason is they're in an excellent division, and the other is they don't have any depth. I mean, your top players are playing like top players, but nobody else has really done much all season. If uh, you know, if Nolan Patrick gets going and Jordan Wheel gets going, and we we start to see more out of you know the bottom nine forwards, like we've seen a lot out of Scott Lawton lately, and they're winning. Like these things are not a coincidence when you get more out of you out of your players than just the top players, you're gonna win games. Uh when the depth steps up, the Flyers win. When they don't, they lose. So uh that's just what they need. They just need more depth. It's just not a complete team yet. It's a team in transition. They're waiting for some other guys to get here. And uh you know, some of them are here and performing well now. After the Pittsburgh game, you shot me down when I suggested we needed a banger inserted into the lineup. The next on the radio show, you were 100% on board. Uh, nice to see the boys out there playing with a little fire again. Nice to see Hextall. See what we've been saying and brought up a guy who loves it. Um, I'm just a Goldborn fan like uh, because everyone hated it when they drafted him. Um, a lot of what I was saying, just bring up Goldborn, was because you're not going to give me Limblom. You're not going to give me Martel. You're not going to give me Vecchione. Give me the guy. Give me that guy then. Because I bet you the coach would love to play that guy. Uh, he seems perfect. And honestly, the fourth line hasn't been what it was when uh, it was the beginning of the season with Lear, Lawton, and Roffel. Uh, you took Roffel off of that line, and you know Lear's been in and out of the lineup, and it's just been different. So uh, the team did need some energy, and they haven't really been great at generating their own energy this year. And Goldborn does that and not even having him for, uh, for the last game. Um, what, what, the, uh, for the Islanders, not even having him for the Islanders game, having called him up and he couldn't make it. Uh, I feel like gave the team kind of a boost. Like, Oh man, they're bringing this guy up to like make us tougher. Jeez. We got to like go out and respond. So it's just those little games that, uh, that they play. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Goldborn though. Inconsistency is pretty natural when you have as much youth as we have. Absolutely. Um, 
it's it's just one of those things when we saw it when the uh, when the flyer when the when Gudis and McDonald were both out and it was nothing but young guys and guys with no experience on the blue line. When Hextall said, "If we had six defensemen, all you know, twenty-five and younger, it would be a disaster," he was not exaggerating. Um, young players are going to flash. Young players are going to have their ups and downs. They're going to make you know those youth mistakes. They're going to try to do too much. They're going to get caught watching sometimes. They're going to have all sorts of issues up and down. Um, you take the good with the bad. Right now, we're getting a lot of good. Does Sanheim ever play again? Most likely. I would say most likely. Why are the Flyers not playing Sam Moran or Sanheim instead of Manning? I would like to see the youth instead. Sam Moran's been hurt. I don't even think – I don't think he's back yet. Uh, maybe he'll be back this week or something. Uh, he's just been hurt. He'd be up. He would have been up. He had plenty of opportunities to play. He was banged up and couldn't. Uh, Sanheim just has stuff to work on. You know, I want to see him in the lineup too. but. Uh, it's not what we're getting right now, and they've won a bunch of games, so they're not going to change and make a ton of changes um, while they're winning. I don't know. It's dumb. So the Flyers are back in the wild card playoff race. Are they playing better? Is the division really mo mediocre? Perhaps both. The division's really good. Um, they're just all – they haven't played each other yet. So there's, there's, there's just – everyone's accumulating points and not denying each other points. So they're all just kind of congested right now. Um, the division is, is, is really strong. Uh, just solid, not, not awesome, but really solid. And uh, this is what, this is what the NHL wants. The NHL wants everybody in it. That's why there are loser points. That's why they set up the playoffs the way they did so that, you know, teams in the Atlantic even have a chance to make like three Atlantic teams are going to make the playoffs. And that's probably silly. Um, this is just the way the NHL wants it. The two dudes that hack has been hardest on. And in return, we've been hardest on hack about ghost and TK seem to have responded to that tough love in great ways. Ghost has never looked so defensively sound, not losing the O either, and TK is on the top line, is ready to bust out. Thoughts? Uh, you said it pretty well. Um, there's this. That's There are still people who are like, oh, well, he's going to bench Ghost for this. Uh, he's got Ghost playing with Provorov now. He's got Ghost playing with the Golden Boy. Oh, he's going to bench Konechny for this. Konechny's playing with 1C Couturier and Claude Giroux, the captain. They're both on the top line. Um, he invested in their development. And it's not like the benchings or anything led to this directly, but maybe they took to the coaching a little bit. Maybe it was just a, a stylistic thing. Maybe it was a getting to know you thing. Maybe he has given up. Maybe Hack has just been like, you know what, go out there and do your thing. And it's paying off. I don't know what has directly led to this, but uh, probably a little bit of all of it. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's great to see him. guys living up to their potential. It's a lot of fun. Any idea what is going on with Sandheim? Perhaps he's actually injured uh, or banged up. That's um, that's something I thought – maybe I said it off the air on BSH Radio this week. I just mentioned it in passing. Like a young guy, it's an 82-game season. He's never played anything close to this style of physical grinding hockey before that the NHL is. Um, 
He might just be banged up. That is that. That's the other end of of the Sandheim thing. He might just be a little banged up, and they're thinking, dude, it's don't play on it because you look at Myers and you look at Moran down in the AHL. And Charlie asked Ron Hextall this uh, recently about Moran and Myers, perhaps um, you know just being young guys trying to make names for themselves, having a, having what they thought was like not a not a not a bad injury, something they could play through, and then they did, and then it got much worse. And then they were out for extended periods of time. Maybe they're just protecting Sanheim from that. Could be. I don't know. But it's absolutely a possibility. And it's one of the reasons I'm not ready to just kill them over it. Like, yes, Travis Sanheim was a 2014 first-round pick. He should absolutely be in. But it's not killing anybody that he is. It's not going to hurt him over the long haul. And if he's a little banged up, why not just give him a rest? Now they have five days off and... Hopefully he's in there when they come back on Saturday. Our ghost improver of the Flyers version of the Mega Powers. I need to see the handshake. I need to see the handshake. Steph says we're going to have an all-new BSH radio back at 9.30 p.m. tomorrow night. Oh, man. Regular recording time back at the Wildfire Studio. I have missed it. I like doing it. I like doing things on our scheduled times. When they're off, I'm off. Gudis with no penalties in 13 games. He's a wild card, that guy. I love Radko, but uh, yeah, he, um, he's he been disciplined, and he's going through these stretches before, and that's always been the thing about Gudis is he's not a goon. He just, like, has temporary bouts of insanity. <laughs> like, he, he's a physical guy, and he's not afraid to hit people, but he's not, like, constantly making stick infractions or doing dumb shit like that. He just has these temporary bouts of insanity where he goes, I see his numbers. I'm hitting him anyway. Or, yep, chopping him in the head. It's, 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 it's Radko. There's Radko and there's Badko. He's been Radko. Is the Ghost Provy pairing worth the McDonald-Haig pairing? Feels like we're having one great pair for a garbage pair. Um, in terms of winning hockey, probably not over the long haul having those two pairings. Um, but in terms of having one super watchable pairing that I just enjoy, that makes me not want to change a channel. I'm just sitting there watching the Flyers going, oh, this is actually good. Uh, I, I am willing to make the sacrifice of McDonald Haig if it means I get to have Ghost Provorov. Michael Thomas wants Stephanie to marry him. Good luck with that, Michael. What do you think Provorov will get on his next deal as he's on pace for around 40 points? I presume Hextall will want to get it signed as soon as July 1st passes. Yeah, he could be in line for a big one. Um, is this his? He still has a. I gotta see what the. Where are you at, Ivan? Okay, so all right, so he's a restricted free agent after twenty eighteen nineteen. So you're buying, uh, you're extending him a year early. You're buying some RFA years. Um, shit, if I was him, I might not want the long-term deal right away just because, man, if you're like a a 24-year-old, 25-year-old, 26-year-old getting that next deal, 
you're right in your prime. Like it's the time to cash in and then you, you're still going to have time left on the back end for another one. So we'll see. Um, it's going to be hefty though. And that's always got to be in the back of Ron Hextall's mind when we're looking at different moves this team can make different free age acquisitions. It always has to be in the back of your mind. Ivan Provorov is going to get a number one defenseman deal. Is he going to get 10 million? <sighs> Probably not, but he's going to get a number one defenseman's contract. Would bet the mortgage they come out next Saturday and get pounded by the devils. Well, you sound like fun. Bill, what would your preferred outcome be for this season? Is it just to see more players develop rather than a first-round playoff exit? They can do both. I mean, they're doing both right now. They're in the hunt for the wild card, and they're developing young guys. I mean, I know that we're all going to throw a fit over Sanheim not playing, but you have Travis Konechny on your top line. Ghost and Proverov are your top pairing. Nolan Patrick plays every night. Like they, Robert Haig plays every night. They, they have youth in their lineup, up and down. Jordan Wheel is in there. It's not like they're not playing the young guys. I want Limblom up. I want Limblom up yesterday. Uh, but, like, Scott Lawton is finally up, and he's contributing and doing well. These are all youngish players who are part of what is moving the core. They're developing a new core while some of the old is still around. And you can make the playoffs that way. I doubt they'll win around. But, you know, Brian Elliott gets hot. Anything's possible. He's been pretty good all year. Damn, Steph, this Michael Thomas. He makes a great French toast, uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, buy the ring, Michael. Nothing could go wrong. Unload Laterra, Philpola, and Weiss at deadline. Yeah, I mean, they'd love to. Um, but who would want them? Maybe Philpola, but other than that. Ghost as winger when all young defensemen are up and playing in future. No. No, Ghost is a defenseman, and he's a good one. And having a defenseman who can do what he does makes them a better team. That's silly to move him to wing. Rather move Robert Hag to wing. Simmons, $6.5 million per year. Before this season, I was convinced they could get it done at under six. And for some reason, I'm just thinking it's going to be six plus. So, yeah, it could be 6.5. I was thinking six, 6.1, but he gets on the open market. Totally possible. I think if we get into the playoffs, we might actually stand to do pretty well, given we actually play well against good teams. Decent assessment. They do tend to step up against better teams. Uh, that last game against Pittsburgh, notwithstanding. But Pittsburgh could very well miss the playoffs. So, uh, Should the coach be fired after the season? i got to see how the rest of the season plays out. They just won three in a row, guys. Why are we talking about firing the coach? Nolan Patrick's line had great board work and cycling in the second period. He seems to be improving the last few games. Agree? No, absolutely. I've really uh, noticed Nolan Patrick. And, yeah, in that second period, he won a couple battles. He was physical. He, uh, they had a few second chances denying that line as a whole, uh, denied some zone exits. And, like, I always think of those as offensive rebounds. They're extra opportunities. Um, and he was uh, showing some of the stuff that made him such an effective player, you know, at lower levels. He was he was winning battles. He was being physical, uh, just, you know, dominating guys. And that's what that's what made him the second overall pick. And that's what I want to see more out of. Uh, and you know, Simmons is healthy again. And Wheel isn't the biggest guy, but he's one of those. He's he, he's a tenacious little dude. Um, 
he's probably like bigger than me, but you know, uh, he, he's a tenacious guy. And so when you have those three all clicking, like they seem to be right now, you are going to have opportunities to, uh, to win border battles and really get in on the four check wear teams down. And they, uh, they did that well today. I liked what Wheel said yesterday when he said, uh, you want to get better through the year and play your best when playoff come. The whole team even gradually progresses uh, that we could be a playoff team, in my opinion. Yeah, they definitely could be. What do you think Hack does over the bye week? Uh, goes fishing. I bet he's like an ice fishing guy. That's my guess. I bet you he's sitting out on a lake ice fishing with, uh, with, some, with some Labatt. No, he drinks Molson. I would guess Molson. Uh, he's sitting on a lake in like a, like a, like a beach chair, ice fishing, drinking Molson. At best, the Flyers are a seven seed. They face Tampa or Washington and get bounced in the first round. So what, man? Hockey. I'd rather see eighty-six games than eighty-two. That's just me, though. Ghost is back to his rookie form. Yeah, I think his uh, his bad year last year was a little bit overstated. Like, his scoring numbers were still good. He wasn't as good as he was in his rookie season, but he was also, you know, he had that surgery coming back from that. That's clearly a hindrance when you look at also what Claude Giroux is doing this year as compared to last year. Um, and he just had really bad puck luck last year after having incredible puck luck uh, as a rookie so it kind of just evened out and yeah but he is playing some of his the best hockey we've seen him play right now I think is is Goldborn actually slowly starting to earn a right to stay I gotta see more out of him I mean right now he's a fourth line grinder he's I mean what was well like Tyrell Goldborn. He played five minutes and 45 seconds tonight and got no penalty kill time. Uh, let's see. Laterra got 8.51. Lawton got 10.51. Yeah, so he's playing. He's he's not taking regular shifts at this point. And um, I, I, I love watching the kid. I really hope he earns a spot on this fourth line. Maybe he can start killing some penalties for you. Um, him playing over Reese is great with me, but it's not like he's uh, he's he's earning his spot. He's going to get his chance because uh, clearly Lear hasn't really done anything for the coach. He doesn't want to dress Laterra and Laterra or Weiss, but he has to because he only has so many guys. Uh, if Goldborn can continue to bring an element and not take too many bad penalties. Um, as he starts to get more ice time, because that's what you start to worry about. He's like a he's not like a 250 penalty minute guy. Um, but he's like a, he's like a PIM, a game guy. So you have to, you have to balance it. And this team, if you haven't noticed really bad penalty kill. So even a couple of penalties can be the difference in a few games. Uh, so if he's able to stay under control and do some things, maybe start getting in on the PK, stuff like that. Yeah. He could earn a spot. I mean, they drafted him in the third round. I mean, not this regime, but he was drafted in the third round. Would you trade Philpo at the deadline, move Lawton up? 
Lawton now has more goals than TK and Wheel and more points than Raffle and Wheel. Plus, he possesses the defensive game to center a middle six line. Yeah, right now, I think uh, Lawton is your second best center. I would move Philpola to the fourth line now. I, it wouldn't even be pending a trade. I would love for them to be able to trade uh, to be able to trade Philpola, you know, at the deadline. But even if they don't, I feel like wave him, do anything. That's he's a guy who just doesn't factor into your into your future. He's what now? Where are you at, Philpola? Thirty three. He's going to be thirty four on March twentieth. He's on the final year of a uh, $5 million cap hit deal. He just doesn't factor into your future. There's no reason not to try to get something for him. But even until then, I would absolutely be playing Scott Lawton more than I was Valtteri Filpola. How do the Flyers get rid of Weiss? My soul can't handle another two seasons with him in the lineup. Um, Well, hopefully next year he's with the Phantoms, and then they buy out the final year. That's Maybe spends two full years with the Phantoms and they don't extend his contract any. That would be great, too, because uh, the buyout, you know, it's a lower cap hit, but you're paying it longer. Maybe he spends two years with the Phantoms. Who knows? Maybe he has a bounce-back year next year. I don't know. That's not going to happen, but who knows? Hey, guys, you know I don't want Weiss here. Like, I, I have, How do they get rid of him? By any means necessary, by like telling him, ah, oh, the team moved. We're moving to Seattle. Go, go move there. We're, uh, we'll see you out there, kid. <laughs> like, I... Hey, Bill Noivy today. He was good Noivert today. Um, there's, there's a good Noivert and there's a bad Noivert. He was good Noivert today. The Flyers are a lottery team, although they have been playing better. I mean, everyone who doesn't make the playoffs is a lottery team. So I, they're a bubble playoff team. So it's one or the other. They're a 50-50 coin flip playoff team. Trade Weiss back to the Habs for a puck. Uh, I'm going to guess you actually meant to say puck there. I know a lot of times pick gets changed to puck uh, in my autocorrect, but I'm going to guess that you meant to say puck, and I agree. Uh, Vecchioni is not a kid and Lindblom needs to be on the big club. They, I would love to see them both up, but, um, you know, we're just not getting them. I want them both up here. Absolutely. But I'm trying to live in the reality of they're only going to give me so much. That's part of the reason I started to get behind Goldborn. Cause I know you're not going to give me any of the actual prospects. So give me the guy who will entertain me for, you know, a few more games this season. I'll get to see a couple extra fights. I have to give Hack credit for changing up lineups, moving G to wing, and pairing Ghost and Provy uh, were great moves. The Ghost and Provy pairing really helps the offensive attack. Absolutely, and it just creates uh, creates more opportunities for Provorov to show his skill. That's he uh, when you when you don't have a partner who can set you up a little, um, it's hard to show what you can do. And now. He's got the confidence in Ghost to be able to uh, to take a few more risks and make a few more plays with the puck, and that's fun to see. Unload all the salary you can and try to sign Tavares. Adding him along with the rookies really gives hope to a potential championship. Yeah, I'm for that. I'm pro that move. That's I'm pro it. How has AMAC reached 500 games? Because he can outscore Dale Weiss. I am almost certain with his assist on the empty netter today, he now has uh, a better points per game over the last two years uh, than Dale Weiss. Almost positive. 
Um, we'll check that out. They're trying to fatten Manning up to sell him. You know, it's not the craziest thought, um, but the Flyers tend to be very upfront with what they're doing. Um, you know, when they play Andrew McDonald first pair of minutes, it's because they think he belongs there. You know, uh, they tend to they tend to be upfront with that stuff. But I can see a team who doesn't have a ton of cap flexibility, who is um, in a playoff race in a true in true pursuit of a Stanley Cup thinking we only have four defensemen uh Brandon Manning is a guy we can play you know 10-15 minutes a game in a playoff game okay maybe um but I can see how a team could come to that conclusion and you might be able to trade Manning to one of those teams who are just looking for he's a gritty defenseman can kill penalties we can throw him out there 10 minutes a game in a playoff game all right yeah it could happen I don't think that's their main reason for playing him I think the coach likes him is why they play him but could be an added benefit. So after half the season passed, I feel like we're seeing some turning points with their play and changes that we've been yelling about for weeks, like using the back of the net and getting into the high danger areas. If these changes stay consistent, do we reevaluate how we feel about hack? Yeah, I'm willing to... Um, I'm willing to give them – I'm not going to talk about – I'm not going to personally say they need to fire the coach until I see how the season plays out now. Uh, I thought the opportunity presented itself uh, during a couple of um, a couple of stretches when they had days off, uh, end of November, beginning of December. But now um, it doesn't make sense. So let's see how it goes. Maybe he'll uh, – hey, we talk about how – we talk about how all these players need to develop, and he was brought in to develop the young players. He also was a has no NHL experience, and maybe there's a learning curve for him too, and he's, he's starting to figure it out. Who the hell knows? Trying to stay positive when they win. Goldborn made Petrangelo look like he was Johnny Goudreau the way he tossed him. Uh, yeah, it was a... I liked seeing that. That was a lot of fun. I really, really miss hits. Has the warning shot from Hackstall when he said the hack is going to be the coach, uh, the message that has helped turn things around? I think it helps steady things at the time. I doubt that's really what they rallied around. Um, but I definitely think it helped steady things at the time. It was a team that was – we've seen it before. We've seen it in every team, in every sport. We've seen times where they have just been like, ah, I'm done. F this coach. Uh, and they play so poorly, it leaves management with, um, with no choice but to fire their head coach. And Ron Hextall came out and said, if that's what you're doing, it's not going to work. And, uh, I mean, it's not like they've played awesome ever since then. They've had their ups and downs since he said that. But um, – when he said it at the time, I could see it kind of being a steadying thing. Um, <laughs> they should actually try Goldberg on the four, first line as, as it would add another element and even open up more room for Drew and Couturier. Um, good one, Jason. That's very funny.
Ghost's defensive game has really stepped up in recent games, looking like a true number one defenseman. Yeah, he's looked really good. Um, I don't know. I don't know long term if I want him as a number one defenseman. Um, if you have like a uh, a prover of Myers and then a you know ghost um, a ghost Sanheim kind of pairing. Um, if Hag progresses a little better, if you hang on to Gudis, maybe him on that second pairing, something like that. But uh, he's definitely looked really strong lately. Um, I just think, honestly, it's kind of a – it's it's something you can go to. Like um, the Blackhawks try not to put Taves and Kane together, and then when they do, it's like, okay, we need to fix something. Let's just put these two together to get through what we're going through. Um, Ghost and Proverov are the two best defensemen on the team. If you had a really deep blue line, I guess you could put them together, but I like breaking them up just the way I like breaking up Giroux and Voracek. Uh, It just gives teams an extra thing they have to defend against. You can't put all your top checkers out against one line. Um, But it's fun to watch right now, and I'm fine with it for the time being because whatever, I don't care if they don't make the playoffs. I just want to watch some good hockey sometimes. That's why I'm so happy today. (laughs) I've actually enjoyed the last couple of Flyers games, and not all of them have been enjoyable this year. Many of them have been bad. Dan, no one cares about you saying let's go Pens. Let's hope they make the playoffs. For one, it's a nice experience for the younger ones, and who knows, against Washington, you always have a shot considering their choking habits. Uh, You do. Uh, They are a better team than the Flyers. But, um, yeah, it's always good for the kids to get to see what playoff hockey is. It's absolutely good for them to know that, oh, you thought those 82 games were hard? This actual season starts now. You've never seen anything like this. Your first shift out there. You're not ready for it until you do it. To be honest, I'd rather have to be the number seven or eight seed or a complete collapse that clinches a top five draft pick. No, Joe just missed the playoffs crap that would help this team at all, so I'm hoping they make the playoffs because why not? Uh, yeah, I want them to make the playoffs. I don't care about draft picks anymore. They have all the prospects. I'm done with prospects. You have so many prospects at this point. I am assuming most of them are going to get moved for players that um that will help this team when some of the prospects are up here and Drew and Voracek are still young enough to go on a run that you are able to make trades uh, for actual players, not hypothetical ones, because that's what picks and prospects are, hypothetical players. Um, they have so many at this point that I don't need any more. I don't care where they draft. I just want to watch some good hockey for the rest of the year. If they make a nice little run and make the playoffs, that's great. If they don't, they don't. They come up short. Um, and then we're getting ready for next year, and I have something to look forward to in all the all the young guys who will be up again next year. We had the first wave this year. Like Some guys trickled in before, Ghost and Proverov and Konechny, but this was really the first wave of the new guys this year. Next year will be the next wave. Limblom continues to produce. Uh, could we see him called up and playing on the second line? Raffle on the fourth line. Lear back to AHL. Healthy scratch. Weiss and Laterra. Uh, you should be the GM. 
Let's talk about how well Neuvert played today after not playing for like 180 days. Yeah, I I find it really comical they finally get uh they finally get a uh, Neuvert in there and now they're off for 5 days. This is the perfect situation for Neuvert. Now he's got the bye week. He can't hurt himself in practice. Uh he only has to be careful rolling out of bed now. Let's just scroll down here. Tell Philpo to pass the puck to the opposing goalie really fast. Might be the only way to have him get a shot on goal. He does love to pass. You got some guys on this team who love to pass. Laterra loves to pass. Philpola loves to pass. And, like, you have some really good passers. You know, Drew and Voracek and Konechny, all really strong passers. Um, other guys just love to be unselfish. Shoot, man. And I hate to say it because I make fun of the shoot people. But, like, come on, shoot the fucking puck. I need more Giroux behind the net on the power play. As soon as I saw how they were set up, I was like, oh, Giroux's going behind the net. Like, it was happening, and I saw him back there, and they got the puck to him. And the whole thing happened perfectly. Because what have I always – Keeping everything to the perimeter and in front of the defense is what they want. Even if you execute, it's hard to get. They still have to make a mistake because they can see you. When the puck's behind the net, the goalie has to turn around. The defensemen have to look back and forth, and they lost Couturier. He comes off the wall. Boom, goal, wide open because everyone had to turn around, and they're a second late getting where they're going because they have to turn around first. It's the simplest thing. I don't know why they don't utilize it more often, especially with guys like Drew and Voracek, who are elite passers in this league. They are the perfect guys to use in that role. They're great at puck control. Jesus. Voracek is like a little – he's like a power forward. I mean, he's one of the biggest guys on the team. He might be the biggest guys on – he might be the biggest guy on the team. Like, he could really use his size and strength and passing ability back there. And Drew, is just, he's got elite puck skills. This is how you utilize them to their – to the best of their ability. And, again, they're like two and four in the league in points. But I just think it could help the whole rest of the offense. And they finally did it, and it made me happy. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for you on the uh, Facebook Live post game. Thanks for hanging out again today. Uh, it's always fun, always fun to do these. Love a little uh, matinee hockey. First period, they're a little sluggish. I think we all might have been Sunday at 1 o'clock. But, uh, hey, I'll take it. Now we got the rest of the night. I am going to uh, – I think I'm going to go watch Wrestle Kingdom, actually. Did anyone check out uh, Wrestle Kingdom? I haven't seen any of it, haven't seen any highlights, nothing. So uh, looking forward to it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter if you've seen it. Let me know what you thought. Take it easy, everyone. Have a great week. Go, Bert. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out. And if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.